Hi guys! We want to give you a warning before this episode gets started. This episode will discuss scenes depicting sexual assault and violence, which may be upsetting to listeners. Hello, and welcome to Smart Women Read Romance, a book review podcast where we fangirl over all things romance. I'm Jessen. And I'm Juliet. And today we'll be reviewing Long Shot by Kennedy Ryan, the first in her hoop series. But before we dive in, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform and please rate and review us. Juliet and I would love to hear from you. So follow us on our social media pages at SWReadRom. Join our Patreon for access to exclusive giveaways, a look behind the scenes of our episodes, and exclusive content, including monthly videos where we answer all of your burning questions. Shouts to our amazing patrons, Melina, Lexi, Danielle, Ashley, Stephanie, Justine, and Rachel. All right. it's going to be fun and intense. Man, I know. <laughs> I'm preparing myself. Oh my gosh. I wanted to tell you this. On one of my other Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. There's a girl, have you ever heard of um synesthesia no. where people have um this thing where they hear things and they see colors, like they see associate colors with a sound or even like objects or letters really? or anything. Really? No. There was like a video that went around on Facebook a while ago of this woman who she hears music and she paints the song, like she paints what, what she interprets the song as because it's it's a thing. That is cool. So on one of my Facebook groups, a girl who's a member of there, she has that. She has this um, synesthesia. And so she sees names as colors. And I was like, what? I don't know my name color. So what's your color? My color is a mossy, misty green, like a pond in the shade. Isn't it cool? That so fits you. You're like, definitely a cool that. color. You're a cool colored person. I think person. like I'm earthy too. Like, yes. I don't know. I just, I was cool I with agree. it. I thought I was, was thinking so mine fun. would be green too, but I don't know. We'll see. So I asked her to do your names mm-hmm. too. Okay. I actually asked her to do your pen name, Juliet, and your real name too, because I wanted to see how fun. different they were or anything. Okay. This should be interesting. <laughs> okay. So Juliet, well, do you have any predictions? Okay. So I'm going to predict that my real name, which I guess we could say what my real name is. Only if you want. You don't have oh, to. Yeah. So my real name is Stephanie, by the way. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. It's out there. <laughs> like it's a big national secret. But yeah, so I predict that Stephanie is going to be some cool colors, maybe, and that Juliet is going to be fiery colors. That's just my Interesting. thoughts. You would be wrong. <laughs> awesome. I love being wrong. Juliet is a dark royal purple. What? Yes, like royal. Oh my God. And that is royal. Stephanie is a marigold yellow. What? Yes. Oh my God. I like I see that, that though. Like Stephanie is just such like a happy sounding yeah. name. Like Stephanie. Yeah. And like Juliet is more like serious and royal and just like romantic. A little goth. Yeah, a little goth. So I totally, I totally dig it. And yeah. isn't that cool? I just that love that whole, cool. that whole concept of yeah. like being able to like take in one mm-hmm. sense, like see something and then like it translate into something totally I do like different. like purple and gold together though. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what I think. All right. So that's cool. cool. What have you yeah, been up well, to? Well, before we even oh, yes. venture there, um, we need to let everybody know that we have a captive audience <laughs> for do. the first time we have for a podcasting. Lot, we have a lot of eyes on us tonight. 
A we lot. have a change of venue. I don't know if we sound any echoey or yeah. we are in a more open space recording at the moment because I am in the process of moving. <laughs> and so this is a temporary recording space for us. Yeah, we can't do it at my place because there's just way too many people in my house and they'd be Kids walking in running constantly. Everywhere. Jackson. Yeah. Trying to come draw with us. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you've been listening to our podcast, you know that we're. <laughs> In Cajun country. Yes. And so we're in what my grandparents like to call the outdoor kitchen. I call it a Cajun kitchen. It is very Cajun. Yeah. There is um, a ton of deer here. <laughs> uh, not just deer. There are, There's also um, hogs here. There is a very large hog staring at me <laughs> right now. Like His name is Tusker. His name is Tuskers, and he's got big tusks, and he's scaring the fuck out of me. Okay, so I'm just saying. Juliet said she was going to have nightmares. <laughs> well... <laughs> It might be appropriate for this podcast, so I'm just going to feel fear all the way through it. <laughs> oh, gosh, I love it. This, yeah, but um, this is I feel, awesome. I feel like we're, like, definitely got, yeah. like, a deer skin And we're going to talk right about Louisiana because of the setting and the story, too, yeah, so I that, that actually that works out perfect. Appropriate <laughs> as well. Let's stop talking about us, and let's start talking about this book that we're supposed to be reviewing tonight. Yep. Let's get into this baby. Okay, so Long Shot by Kennedy Ryan. This is a dual POV sports romance with heavy themes of surviving under grueling circumstances. It's a long journey to the HEA guys, but it's so worth it to read about these amazing strong characters that Kennedy Ryan has created. Yes, it is. So I discovered Kennedy Ryan back in October of 2018, mm-hmm. right around the time that Actually, Blockshot was released, the mm-hmm. second book in the Hoop series. And I saw a lot of buzz about the series. Like, everybody was like, oh, I'm so excited that this book, I'm yeah. so excited to hear about Jared's story. And I was like, well, I've never heard about this series. And I've never read a basketball romance, actually. Yeah, this was my first. And so I was, like, excited to pick it up. But you know me. I can't read a series out of order. <laughs> it's, it's not in me. That just doesn't happen. I, I can. But. I cannot. Like, I, it literally creeps me out. I have yeah. got to read an You're order. Way too OCD. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> so anyway, um, I grabbed long shot and holy shit, I was not prepared for the emo- <laughs> emotional roller coaster ride it took me on. I was just a little bit thrown. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember you telling me about it and it, time went by and I sort of forgot when I, before I finally read it and you're like, do you remember what I told you about that? I'm like, vaguely. <laughs> So yeah. I was still a little shocked. So because yeah. I needed to vent, I often vent to Juliet about books that she's never read before. Yeah, and like she's just my sounding board. I'm just like, do you know what happened in this book? And <laughs> so I just told her all about it, but yeah. she did forget about it. And yeah. then you know, <laughs> yeah, I, was blocking, I made her read I was it. Blocking that. Blocking <laughs> she's that blocking, blocking that shot. <laughs> um, that long shot. Okay, so yeah, long shot definitely deals with some heavy subject matter, guys. But the characters are so compelling that you just can't stop. Even though one is really put through the ring. The main yeah. our main heroine. Exactly. I mean, overall, it's a story about perseverance, mm-hmm. survival, and learning to Definitely. live again after trauma. And I wanted to stop reading at one point. I really mm-hmm. did. I was like I was like, do I have the emotional <laughs> fortitude? Like, yes, to just continue mm-hmm. on because it's like it gets very dark. But yeah. I had to push through because for the sake of the characters and I just felt like I needed to, yeah. I owed it to her I, yeah, I needed, to I finish needed it. To see, and I needed to see her ATA. I did. I needed to see And her I'm really too. glad that I did. Me too. And I feel like the characters are so worth it. Like if yeah. you, if you're okay with reading, um, some darker 
kind of contemporary that deals with like absolutely real issues that people go through like every yeah. single day. Um, I highly encourage you to read it because these characters, I mean, they're from chapter one mm-hmm. are so vibrant. I oh. was like, I already knew them. In I was hooked. One. I was completely hooked. I, I mean, it's amazing how much information Kennedy Ryan is able to give you about the characters through without that it feeling initial like conversation. An, yes. Mm-hmm. Through conversation without it feeling like info dump and yeah. just be like, Oh, there's these characters. And I remember we even had a discussion just about that, about how, halfway through the first chapter, you know who these people are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so good. let's, uh, let's say a little bit unspoilery things about our characters. Okay. So we have August, our hero who is a college basketball player looking to fill his late father's shoes, but he's not just interested in being a great player. He wants to give back to the community and, um, that made him fall in love with basketball. And he also wants to become a family mm-hmm. man. The family is important to August. And I think that's what, why I love him so yeah. much. He's yeah. such a, an empathetic character. I, I, just, I fell in love with him oh, right away. He's so good. Immediately. I wish we would have included him on our, um, on our book boyfriends pod, uh, mini sewed because I was like, Oh no, I totally forgot about August. How I know. Can you forget about well, and him? see, I hadn't read it yet. So when we recorded oh, that episode, true. so and then we have Iris, who is a Lakers-loving sassy girl, <laughs> who August notices the night before his in uh, CAA championship game, and the connection is absolutely instantaneous. Oh yeah, but there's only one problem: she's already in a relationship with August's biggest rival. Yeah, so that is a problem. <laughs> He is a problem. It becomes a very big problem. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so those are our two main characters. Yeah. And yeah, that's all we're going to say for the spoiler-free section. And we're about to jump into the spoiler zone. <laughs> so if you've not read this book, go pick up Longshot and then come back with us. Yeah, and come, come back and see. about Ken <laughs> Ryan's first book in our hoop series. All right, guys. We are in the spoiler section again. I just want to remind you that this episode will discuss scenes depicting sexual assault and violence. And we just don't want to upset any listeners who would be affected by this. So if you would be affected by this, please do not listen to our breakdown. We will be discussing some scenes, not in great detail, but Mm -hmm. enough where you get the idea. But if you're (laughs) down for a good story and it doesn't bother you, then we are here for it. <laughs> Welcome. So to begin our spoiler section, as always, we're going to start with the showdown. Yes, the showdown. And Juliet and I are going to compete and see who has the better favorite scene <laughs> of Longshot. Do you have your scene? I have my scene. I have I'm ready scene. to go. I'm ready You're to ready kick to go? your ass. You go. Oh, oh. <laughs> Did you hear that? Them's fighting words. Them's I'm feeling sassy. Words. All right. So here's my scene for the showdown. Mine, I, the one I picked was where... They're at the charity center. This is when um, Iris is still with Caleb, um, but she goes to the charity center. Is that what it's called? It's like the that's a community. The, it's center like a boys and girls like boys club and girls sort of club. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and she and um, August kind of sneak off to play horse, a game of horse on the basketball court by themselves, and they're just casually talking. But in the middle, the talking turns serious quickly, where he talks about if she were his. And she says, like, if you were on my team, if you were on my team, I would play you at the center. I would just that moment. He's like, I would protect you with everything. Like you're the center of my world. Yes. You are the center of my world. Nothing, everything would revolve around us, you know? And that moment just like my heart just fell 
onto the floor knowing what she was going through, you know, and she couldn't tell him. Yes. He's just so in love with her. And I feel like that was a bright spot and a really dark place that she was in. Yes. And it definitely needs that. And and she needed that. She needed that. Oh yeah. She definitely needed to be reminded that she's important and she deserves something like that. Like she deserves August, not Caleb, obviously. Okay. So I'm picking a completely better scene. (laughs) (laughs) You bitch. (laughs) Okay. No. Um, so I'm going to pick the first chapter because, (laughs) Oh, because I feel like this was one of the, one of my favorite, um, first meetings between characters. Yeah. It was, it was, first of all, it was like happenstance because August was at this dive bar to meet his high school, his um, coach, uh, coach and the coach couldn't come. And Mm -hmm. so now he had nobody to, meet with and he was about to leave and all of a sudden he hears this girl cursing at the tv like <laughs> screaming at like, the la lakers like, what a fucking bullshit call yeah and he like, was just like what hounding at the refs and yes. stuff yes and i also that's what drew him in and yes she looked great but it mm-hmm. was it was how intense she was into the game yeah he mentions that she's attractive but then it goes directly to her personality from right. there it's you like know? one line of attraction mm-hmm. but then it was like this girl, it's like, she's like a unicorn. She can yeah. like talk trash and she knows about sports. She knows yeah. about basketball. It's amazing. And she doesn't give him the time of day. And she like spouts his <laughs> stats at him too. Like his wingspan, Like, do you know who I height, am or something? His like jump. It's like crazy. Yeah, and she knows he, who he is. It's they open up to each other so well. And she even, she even says, she's like, how do we even start talking about this? And she's yeah. like, you're a good listener. So I just felt like that was such a real connection to me. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, yes, y'all are perfect for each they, other. They, they, it was just a great are. connection. And yeah. I would have been like, yeah, just go walking off into the sunset. That's please, fine. please start please, the relationship please, now. Please, please, please. dear God. <laughs> yes. Obviously they don't, but uh, not yet. But anyway, so that's my yeah, scene. That, it well, was, that's it, an excellent scene. And I love the great, opening. Yeah introductory scene to mm-hmm. them and i love that i agree okay so let's start with the actual breakdown all right we're gonna get into it starting with my showdown scene <laughs> just joking first of all we're gonna um talk about the prologue which okay so i was super excited to see new orleans were you yes. did you like i don't know do you get like a um feeling like whenever you see something louisiana related in a book or are you I like i definitely ooh, do ooh. oh absolutely i mean and i um and i definitely like it when it's genuine when when i feel like when they get it right yes <laughs> when i feel like the author's like okay they've actually been to louisiana or they know somebody really really well who's right been there, instead you know? of just being like oh i heard um, things about the, mardi gras in louisiana Orleans, you know that kind of thing. i really don't like it whenever people say yeah. Orleans because <laughs> nobody says that no um so yeah i mean so yes i was really excited and i was I, excited I, but I thought, the prologue um, was intense mm-hmm. um and also the prologue compares katrina to another type of monster yeah. who is caleb obviously um oh, and i just got chills it, right the line is so great because i'm just thinking about katrina and then mm-hmm. thinking about what caleb is and he's like katrina yeah. and this line just if you think about it and you think about it as applying to katrina this devastating hurricane yeah. and think about it co- applying to caleb it's mm-hmm. like fits so well she it, just it does. does this so well um she says there were those who stayed too long remained when they should have fled they did not live to regret it 
Now I'm making the same mistake. I've remained when I should have fled. I witnessed the exact moment when this monster loses all restraint. And I was just like, wow, that's a perfect comparison. And I was just like, I understood everything that had to do with Katrina. And then when I knew it was referring to a character, like my heart just sank. Yeah. It was like, whoa, this is going to be intense. Oh shit. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Then we jump to chapter one. August is waiting um, to meet his high school coach. And Mm -hmm. this is the night before a big game. And he's kind of a little bit restless. And also it's because it's his dad's birthday on the night of this big championship game. So it's not even just, it's not even just, this is like the launch of my career. Like this is the end of college. This is, you know, I'm going to the big leagues after right. this. this it's, is also it's a monumental turning point for him. Right. His dad has been in the league. His dad was mm-hmm. in the league. Sadly, he was only in it for two years before he died in a car right. crash. And so it's, I feel like that's a lot of pressure also to live up to that expectation, but also to continue on with it where his dad was not able mm-hmm. to like kind of fill those shoes. Yeah. So there's a lot going on with August already. And then he meets the girl who's yelling at the Lakers game and mm-hmm. his observation. This is the observation. And I love how it's not just like, oh my God, she's so fine. You know, yeah. well, nothing wrong with those attract attraction descriptions, but this just felt super genuine. Um, he said, she looks pissed, her wide, full mouth tight and the sleek line of her jaw bunch. The beautiful face paired with all that attitude has me intrigued. <laughs> so it was his, her attitude that equally intrigues him. Right. And I love that. And, um, I like how our first meeting doesn't linger too long on the physical impressions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she is gorgeous and he is right. gorgeous. So <laughs> they're equally as They belong together. They do. <laughs> but as we said, she really isn't giving him the time of day mm-hmm. and seems to know who he is and his stats. And I love <laughs> this line. She's like, your hops may be Jordan-esque, but your D could use some work. <laughs> and he's like, whoa. And that's sort of a joke that's carried out throughout the throughout, book. Throughout, yeah, know, that he needs to work on his defense. I, yes. It, I thought funny. it was awesome. And that's what he, he says. A woman who could talk sports and talk trash, a fucking sparkling unicorn. <laughs> that was the best. It was. So her nickname is Gumbo, <laughs> which delicious. I could use some gumbo. I know. She's originally from New Orleans, but they moved to Atlanta after Katrina. Mm-hmm. And she comes from good Creole stock. And they don't really say exactly where her grandmother comes from. It could be Haiti. It could be from West Africa. We don't know. Yeah. But we have all of that here. So yeah. it could be anything. It's just so cool to think about. But I also like how she kind of leaves it up to interpretation, you know? Yeah. So that's fine. We, we have great details, but not too many. Yeah. She doesn't know? paint the whole picture for us. She lets yeah. us fill in some blank. They bond over feeling like they don't quite fit in anywhere. Mm-hmm. Feeling like they're always kind of in between two cultures because that's why her nickname's Gumbo is because she's like a mix of all these different things. Yes. And whenever she lived in the, in the ninth ward, she said she really didn't fit in with her neighborhood because people thought since she had like different texture hair and right. her skin was lighter that people were like, Oh, well you're uppity. Right. You right. think you're better than us. And mm-hmm. so it was, I couldn't imagine growing up and just not being able to fit in yeah. and you just want to fit in. You yeah. want to blend in. And so both of them, both of them are feeling like two misfits. August says it's just us two misfits, a few minutes with a complete stranger. And I suddenly feel understood in a way that's always been hard to find. So yeah, it's that true connection. Like yeah. they have not found any other person that's understood what it's been like growing up. Exactly. And August 
has um, grown up with his um, mother. Olga's dad was a famous player who died in a car crash during his second season. And like you said, his mom did remarry and gained a stepbrother, Jared, who is the main character of Block Shot yeah. Book 2 in the series. Um, which I'm so excited to read. I haven't yes. read it yet, but Jared I love Jared's character. He's just, he's cool. I can't wait. So the championship game just so happens to be on August dad's birthday, which we discussed. And so, it, you know, again, it's sort of this monumental turning point for him from, um, cause he's going off into the pros. Yes. They're both amazed at how naturally the conversation flows and how deep connection is formed. Yeah. Um, Iris says that her mom calls her like, she's like, you'd have to pry her open with a crowbar to right. get any information or like feelings out of her. And with August, it just happens. She, and she's just she like, didn't even know she was sharing doing it. all of these deep things about her childhood. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, uh, Iris tells him, you know, she wants to work in sports marketing and is looking at internships and her cousin Lotus is her best friend. I, I love, love Lotus, Lotus too, by the way. Oh my oh, God. I love her so much. She is phenomenal. <sighs> yeah, I, I cannot wait. For I cannot wait for that book. Cannot We're going to have to wait. buddy read that one. Huh? We're going to have to buddy read that one. Oh, yeah. I love buddy reading. This okay. is so fun. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sidetracked. <laughs> so August wants to play for the Stingers in Baltimore because that's his hometown. Like, that's really his dream is yeah. to be back there. And he talks about the community and the um, the Boys and Girls Club that helped him so much. And he wants to be able to give back to them there. You know, that's where he fell in love with basketball. But basketball isn't everything to August. And this is what puts him in my book boyfriend honorable mentions. I'm I'm adding him right now. He's so smart. (laughs) He's so smart. He's just not like that typical jock who just thinks that the sport is everything, which it is to him. It's a big part of his life, but he's also looking, he's yeah. like, well, he stayed, he plans. took a risk and stayed to finish his degree. Right. Exactly. You know? Because he could have been drafted much earlier. Yeah. And a lot of players in different sports face that. Like, and he do even, I stay in college or not? Right. And he even says, he's like, I want to use my degree. I want a business. I want a family to be a good father and a husband. <laughs> but man, after my <gasps> own heart. Oh my God. I'm like, Let's go get married right now. <laughs> Let's leave the bar and go I to the courthouse. Thank you, August. <laughs> and then he also gives, he also has, I mean, this profound outlook on the life. They talk about the life, oh, you yeah. know, being mm-hmm. pros, the basketball and what that's like. It's, it's, it's superstardom. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so he says, if the fame has eaten up your priorities, turned you into someone you never wanted to be, what's the point? Why is he so amazing? I know. I'm like, Why? You're perfect. <laughs> Like, I'm so upset. I'm single and I cannot find a guy like this. <laughs> Just like, I'm going to go put out an ad. We need someone who fits August. Yeah. Okay, I'll take an August if anybody knows of one and you want to like hook me up. Yeah. I'm cool. He lives near yeah. Louisiana. Don't take Justin away from me. <laughs> no, so. I can't. I would love to stay here. <laughs> Don't leave me. So they talk. And again, we mentioned this, but they do. They talk until closing time and almost kiss at the door. But right as he's leaning in, he's like, you know, this in, in his head, he's thinking this is a monumental moment. This is a monumental girl. This yeah, is like, like this is the everything. Of, this is the beginning, is the beginning of life of life for me. This yeah. girl is the beginning. And so he's leaning down in for the kiss and she kind of pushes him away, pulls away and tells him that she has a boyfriend. Yeah. She's like, I can't, I have a boyfriend I can't. I have and a we've boyfriend. been dating for a year. And I'm just like, 
what? And he's like, is it serious? Yeah. He's like, she's like, yeah, I've been with him for a year. So August is crushed because he knows she feels the pull too. And I remember like, as she's walking away, she turns around backwards and keeps looking at him and like, they're kind of like talking. That's whenever she says her actual name, because at first yes, she at only first gives she told him gumbo. gumbo, but her, he tells her find his out real why name. too. I love this, like replaying their initial scenes in hindsight, because the next, um, the next scene we see is Iris at the championship game. She's yep. at, she's there. And we find out that she, her boyfriend is August's biggest rival. Yes, biggest rival. Since she, like they were in middle school. Yes, like they've been like, knowing each other forever. And they've and hated each other forever. <laughs> I think part of the reason why she was so antagonistic and so just like dismissive of August is because she is the girlfriend of his yeah. rival. And, yeah, but and this she's is the known first time, there's this rivalry between right, them. Right, but this was the first time that she's actually met right. August and right. talked to him and she was like, holy shit, you're like a cool dude. You're like a really nice guy. So... um <laughs> Yeah, they've been competing since middle school, and Iris was just really surprised when she met August by the depth and vulnerability that he showed. Mm-hmm. And she even says maybe it's the vulnerability that enhances his strength. And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah it is absolutely. Like that, yeah, is, it the is. that's the that's best. That's the best. That's what you want in a guy. Like mm-hmm. if he's willing to show his underbelly a little bit, yes. let you in there. Yep, I agree. Keeper, one hundred percent. So, <laughs> okay, this part right here. This is my second time reading Longshot for the podcast because mm-hmm. I did read it at first in October and then right. I reread it yeah. for this reading. And it was just funny to go through my notes because Iris said that she straightened her naturally curly hair because it's the way that Caleb likes it. Yeah. I had a note around that one and my note said immediately hate Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I already hate him. Oh, I did too. She was dressing the way he to- wanted. Yes. I already like, was like, this guy's an asshole. Yeah, because she said that she's wearing this revealing outfit, this skirt and this like, um, it's tummy like a midriff shirt. Showing. Yeah, midriff, mm-hmm. a crop shirt. And because that's what he, he that's what wanted. Caleb likes. It's, and I'm just thinking he wants a trophy wife, you know, oh, like a trophy God, girl. Was, I was like, I fucking hate him. Let and she's her uncomfortable. Have her natural curly hair. Yeah, she wants to wear a jersey and yeah, jeans and, and wear her hair natural. Right, exactly. Yeah, fuck. Oh, fuck God. Caleb. Caleb. Anyway, um, so we Caleb, even gotten there. Caleb's already dropping hints about marriage. Yeah, but Iris has so much planned for her life. Like she yes. has a plan. She oh, has yeah. goals. And Lo, her cousin Lotus, asks Iris if she loves Caleb, and this is her response. Red flag, girls. This is how you feel. It is not the one. Exactly. Iris says, sure. I mean, we say it to each other, but does that mean he's the one? I don't know. We've been dating a year. We started as friends, and he's gorgeous and smart and considerate. I'd be crazy not to love him, right? He's perfect. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I want to go in there and grab Iris and shake the shit out of her. <laughs> no. Like, but no. But do you feel the same way? Yeah. Like, have you ever felt the same way that you felt with August? Yeah. Whenever you were in Caleb's presence? I bet you the answer is no. Yeah. But I feel like Iris she's is the feeling kind loyalty. Of person who's, yes, you she know? is in a committed relationship, and she's like, "No, I'm not a flake. I don't she, want to just isn't. jump." Yeah, she's not. She doesn't want to jump from relationship to relationship because right. her mom and also Lotus's mom have set this example where she even says, like, the guy who um, introduced her to basketball and mm-hmm. um, he loved the Lakers, and they set up this tradition of eating pizza with like pineapple and on the Lakers game night. And she even says, "I really liked him, but mm-hmm. you know, my mom in August is like." Well, what happened to him? And she was like, well, my mom 
found a newer model to trade up. Right. So I feel like that's what was going through her mind. Like, why would you not? You're right. That is a good point. You know, and I remember that that was the guy she really liked, the one her mom left for because he wasn't rich enough or whatever Mm -hmm. for a richer man. Right. And so, yeah, I agree. I think she's, she wants, she is a loyal person. Right. And as much as we want to be like, but the connection, but the connection, I mean, would you really throw it all away? Would you right. really throw a committed relationship away? Because you just met this guy and there may be something there, but you know. And you don't even know, are you ever going to see them? Because right. both they're all about to mm-hmm. boyfriend and August are about to be drafted. Right. You don't even know where they're going in the You're country. So somewhere in the country. Whenever I think about it rationally, I'm like, okay. But whenever I'm irrational, <laughs> I'm like, I just run into August's arm. Run. Run. Don't walk. Oh my God. So anyway, Logos, Low um, drops this bit of advice and she says better no man than the wrong man oh and God. oh is that correct i fucking love low so She's then we have amazing. an entrance from caleb's dad he's rich and he cares about wise making connections for their husbands oh god i hate that type of man he doesn't seem to care for the fact that iris wants to have her own career <laughs> like whenever she says she has internships yeah, she she's like he's like, well, you gotta you've got to know how to work the room for your husband and yes. make him look and good like, and all this. Oh, there's stupid. a bunch of charities you can be involved. Yeah, with. charities. Like, yeah, cool. I like charities, but I'm also gonna have a career. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> charities are great, but you know, like I'm down with that, but that's not my sole purpose in life. Anyway, she also asked, like, why am I hesitating with the whole marriage thing with him? And I'm like, because it's, he's not the one. That's right, why. exactly. But August Her team wins the championship that night, and yes. Iris can tell. She's like, it's almost like she doesn't want to want to be focused on August because she's like, oh, I should be concentrating on my boyfriend. He just lost. Right. But then she wants to see August because she knows how much this means to him. Like this is his dad's birthday and he just won it. And she like sees him like, just like standing still. The description of this moment is when I knew Kennedy Ryan is an amazing writer because I could see him. He's just standing in the court. He's holding the ball and he's bowing his head, you know, and that description, like I could see August just thankful, feeling blessed and yes. everything and in like, that this moment. this is for you, dad. It's just beautiful. Okay. So Iris and August run into each other after the game, up in the box, like celebration. Yeah. Right. They have to like entertain those boosters and all that. So there's a connection immediately when he sees her, he's like Iris, you know, and they start talking, but Kayla walks up, of course. He has to ruin it. And ruins it. Always. August is like, what the fuck, Iris? This guy is a total douchebag. Yes. You know, like he's known him for so long and he mm-hmm. knows this guy's like just dirty. He's like, he, you know, he's thinking all these things he's like he's a spoiled brat. He will make a dirty play if no one is looking. He gets off scot free because his daddy's connections and money and right. everything. And Iris even drops in Golden Boy, but she's using Golden Boy like, oh, but he's so sweet. And yeah. he's the well, Golden and he's, Boy. Yeah, he's like and blonde and pretty and perfect, August like a Ken doll, you know? uses it as. Yeah, Golden Boy is a persona. Yeah. And people, most people are not looking beneath the surface to the rot that's within. Right. <laughs> He's really a, just a horrible human being. There's a lot of rot. Who's super selfish. Yeah. And he, he's whiny. And evil. And entitled. <laughs> and absolutely, probably the most evil character I've ever read in my yeah, life. We talked about that. We pretty much agreed that Caleb is like, the most evil mm-hmm. character we've read. I... I hate him to my core and he's not even real. Like I'm, he makes me so mad. 
Iris goes to her interview. She has an interview up in Chicago, right, with uh, Jared Foster, who is August's stepbrother. But she doesn't know that. Yeah, she doesn't know that. She doesn't yeah. know there's a connection there because he's an agent. And she um, does say she he has an vaguely familiar, but yeah, she's like he looks a little familiar, right? So she has a great interview, and he's like, you know, really impressed. You can tell he's really impressed with her, how smart she is, and everything. Yeah. As she's walking out the door, she turns to him, like shakes his hand, and then throws up on him. Yes. What a way to end the interview. Why? Guess what, guys? She's pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> yep. She so is. what I want to know right now, Justin, is did you immediately suspect Caleb of foul play? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm pretty sure whenever I was reading this, I was like, he popped the fucking condom. Oh, yeah. I'm like, he poked holes in the yeah. goddamn condoms yeah. because he's so about marriage and having that wife. Yeah. And he's the type of person that would definitely be like, how do I tie her to me? get her pregnant yeah yeah so then caleb of course is ecstatic he's no. so happy he laughs like, when he hears this news, news ever even though she's like devastated yeah like this isn't the best news to me this right. is not the this, time that this i want not to her plans this is not her plan and so caleb says she doesn't have to work anymore and that i'll take care of you iris of course is like what about my dreams and but he's like what the fuck about him because he's, he's an absolute completely asshole. dismissive like you'll be ha- like basically you'll be happy with me but you're right he's like the type of person that doesn't even see women as people at all no. they're accessories and no. she is his possession that's i feel it. like he holds on to iris so hard because she's not impressed with his mm-hmm. famous superstar persona right. she like likes him but she's definitely not starstruck and trying he couldn't to manipulate her the way i guess he, maybe he's always been able to i with- feel like maybe it was like more of a challenge though too because she's not one of those people who was right. like jumping at being married to him i feel like that's why he fixated on it. yeah august agent is a total asshole by the way <laughs> And he sets up an interview. Lloyd. I I know. I hated Lloyd too. Lloyd was a dick. So he sets him up with an interview alongside Caleb. And he even knows about this like rivalry between them, but he's Lloyd is thinking about, you know, PR, money, publicity, whatever. Ooh, rivals on the same talk show. Right. So of course they run into each other in the the bathroom. bathroom. Well, I don't think they run into each other. Yes. August is in the bathroom. He has to gloat. Yes, exactly. And so he comes in there and mentions, of course, that he's being drafted by the Stingers in Baltimore, his hometown. And oh, yes. That's literally the team that August August wanted to be drafted by. Oh, yes. um, Iris is pregnant. We're so happy. You know, and of course, this is. We're ecstatic. Yeah, we're ecstatic. He goes, I just keep Uh, taking things you want, don't I? He's horrible. I was like, you motherfucker. Like. Then Iris has a miscarriage scare. She starts bleeding and they rush her to the hospital. Um, and when they get there, the doctor basically tells her, um, I can't remember the condition she had or whatever, but basically like her placenta detached, placenta detached. Yeah. Or something. So she has to be very careful mm-hmm. because she could lose the baby if she, you know, is Too rigorous physical. or does anything. Mm-hmm. Right. So he puts her on bed rest for her entire pregnancy. It's like literally the worst possible situations keep cropping up for her. Yeah. And as she's in the hospital, um, she gets the call from Jared offering her the internship. Yes. And the thing is, she would have been a person to accept the internship and done it while she was pregnant. Like, it right. wouldn't have stopped her. It wouldn't I, have I held agree. her back. But, but the freaking bed rest that yeah. literally tied her hands and tied her to Caleb. And yeah, not only awful. that, but she couldn't, she didn't have money. She couldn't work. She couldn't, you know what I mean? And so at this point, <laughs> like you said, she's beholden to Caleb. Caleb yeah. ends up having to. Yeah. Take care of just the way he wanted. Mm -hmm. About a year later, 
August and Iris meet again. He's been hounded all day by press and like doing autographs. And he's like, I just need some quiet space. So he goes and he finds like this quiet little room. He's like, oh, perfect. And as he's sitting down, he notices Iris is in the room. She's nursing her baby. He just keeps on throwing them together. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Fate is doing this on purpose. The heavens wanted Iris and August to be together. Then they start talking and they have this just really sort of beautiful discussion. And, but she confesses that she's sad. She's depressed. She doesn't feel like a mother. She's having these resentful feelings toward the baby. And she doesn't want to though. She's like aware. She's like, I don't want to feel. Yeah. She's very aware of it. And so August says, tells her, he's like, you know, it could be postpartum depression. You need to talk to someone. I really felt for her so bad because she's like, nobody even suggested that. Yeah, nobody to me. even I was like, God, thought of it. Who, who's around her? Are they not even paying nobody's attention? Paying, like, they aren't. Caleb's nobody's parents, paying attention. Like, nobody fucking cares no. about Iris at no. all. Like, oh, cool. You popped out a baby, but whatever. Yeah. And he also tells her not to give up on her dreams. Yeah. You know, every conversation between them is like profound. Which yeah. Is, and like, it's, there, there's this immediate deep connection, you yeah. know? Yeah. So then we switch to Iris's point of view and this is her as a, the, a, a girlfriend of a, basketball player, Mm -hmm. professional basketball player. And she says, I'm living in a city with no friends or family, completely dependent on my baby's daddy, who I'm not sure I love there. I said it, at least in my head, I've said it. I don't think I love Caleb. Yes. She's finally coming around (sighs) to realizing that it's like, it's always been in the back of her head, but I think she's like, I want to stay for my baby. I want to, I want to do it. She was also depressed once she kind of came out of that. Yeah, thank she you, August, clearly. for caring you know? about her yes. well-being. <laughs> thank you. So Iris suspects, even suspects that Caleb is cheating on her, but she mm-hmm. doesn't even care. She just like, just, just whatever. That's a sign right there. Yes. And then <laughs> another sign is whenever she went to the doctor about her postpartum depression, she also got on birth control because the reason why she did get pregnant from just a pop condom is she wasn't on birth control because she had some weird reactions to the first ones that she was on. Right, right. So... This so time she was kind of trusting Caleb at the time. Right. With which, the you know, condoms. girls, sad to say, take care of yourself. <sighs> but um, she did secretly get on a birth control that works with her body. She does mm-hmm. not tell Caleb. Right. Which I'm like, smart move. Me too. She subconsciously knows that Caleb That's what I was about to say. Purpose. She's hiding it from him. She knows. She, she feels knows something. on a subconscious level that something was wrong with that whole situation. Right. So Iris and Lowe have a huge fight, and this is important for later. Yeah. Um, because Lowe says she saw a shadow on Caleb's soul because Lowe has this voodoo oh, stuff going on I because love it. of Mimi. Their great-grandmother is a high voodoo priestess, which is very cool. See, there's really cool stuff about all voodoo stuff in Louisiana. There's like voodoo, there's hoodoo, mm-hmm. there's Louisiana voodoo, there's um, Haitian voodoo. Right. There's so many things. Lo also says that Iris is bartering herself away to a man like their mothers have done. And that's a very sore spot because they both don't want to be like their moms. Right. And Lo says, why do you let him dictate everything and manipulate you into this situation? And I'm like, preach Lo. Knock oh, some God. sense into her, please. Like she knows, but she's still not, is still not pushing her enough to get away. Yeah. Um, and after their fight, even though they're fighting, Lowe's like, just remember if you need anything, hopscotch. And hopscotch is like their word <sighs> because I'm not going to go into it in this book. I'm sure, um, it'll probably we'll come out get some hers. more information in hookshot. Mm-hmm. Um, hopscotch is like the fucking SOS of all SOS. Yeah, I'll talk about that more later. I don't want to talk about it right now. Yeah, we're not there yet. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it yet. So Caleb asks Iris to marry him and she says no. <laughs> She's like, no, because like she just said, she 
doesn't think she's in love with him. And, um, Iris gets a glimpse of the monster just now because whenever she's following Caleb into the bathroom, she wants to talk about it. He like flings her hand off of him and like her her wrist like hits like the wall or something. And she's like, ow, that hurts. And he's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Mm. But But he's still got like this fierce look about his face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Iris also tells Caleb she's thinking about enrolling into an online certification program. And he says she just needs to marry him and have his children. And why are you worrying about anything else? Right. He says, this is when it's coming. It's really coming to the surface. He's like, I love you, Iris. But if you don't know the difference between love and pain, maybe I should teach you. And he shakes her, like snaps her head back and forth. And of course he makes apologies after like, I'm so sorry. I was stressed. La la la. But Iris Mm -hmm. is now like, she's, She's definitely seeing this rotten core. Right. She's like almost shocked to see this because she's never seen the side of Caleb before. Right. This is like one of the first times where she's really not giving him what he wants and she's not falling in line. Mm-hmm. And before she's been a pretty good Yeah, girlfriend. he thought he had her pretty trapped well yes, with the baby. Very but well. she's still like, no. <laughs> right. Okay, so then we move on to the game. It's mm-hmm. a Waves, which is August's team, against the Stingers game. And August is up for Rookie of the Year. But their rivalry is hyped, you know, because it's well known. Mm-hmm. Iris now has a bodyguard. We'll get more yeah. to him a little bit later. And um, August and Iris make eye contact during the game. And Caleb notices. He sees it. And he, his, like, eyes narrow. And he's oh, yeah. extremely crude while he's talking to August and he's taunting on the court. him on like the court. Like they're standing next to the, each other on the court. Yeah. Like all of a sudden he starts trash talking and it's about Iris pretty much. And I just don't oh, want to yeah. go it's into disgusting. it. But like, it's horrible. No man should say that about anybody, and especially August, his woman. I mean, August is absolutely pissed about it. Yeah. So August um, makes a shot. And whenever he's coming back down, Caleb deliberately like gets right under him so that August can't land well. August is injured. Mm-hmm. It was a dirty play, and mm-hmm. August is going to be out for the rest of the season and most of next. Like Caleb did yeah. it deliberately and even gloated after. Like August, yeah, he like snaps his bone where it's like out showing the skin. It's gross. But yeah. anyway, that's the kind of injury I can't even no. Move on. Move on. It hurts so much. Okay, okay. <laughs> la 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 la. <laughs> Okay. So, yeah. So, and then afterwards, of course, they go and interview Caleb, all the publicity or whatever. And he seems contrite on camera. And he's just like, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, it happens. And he's all like, you know, sweetness. Um, you know, it's just an accident. And he's like, well, I need to get home to my, uh, fiance and my baby. Yeah. And Iris is watching this, like, I said, fuck Yeah. Iris was watching it. (laughs) By this time, she's already home and she's watching this on television. Yeah. She's like, fiance, you know, like, oh, this is news to fucking me. When he gets home, she's fuming, first of all, about the dirty play. She's like, point blank tells Caleb that it was a dirty play and he backhands her, like, knocks her into the wall. Um, and Iris tries to leave, but Caleb is (sighs) sly, manipulative, and evil. He, okay, so he, he's like, you think you can leave me? He just makes a threat. He's like, he's like, you can't leave me. He's like, me. yeah, go ahead, try. Yeah, you Do try it. to leave me. You, you, you can't. Mm-hmm. And so she just hurries and like gets packs her eye up, gets a bag, gets her purse and just gets the hell out of there. She goes to a hotel. All the credit cards she's using are canceled and have been reported stolen. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, these are all credit cards he got for her because she doesn't she have doesn't a job have right now. Anything in her name. Because she has she's nothing in her name. Has not had a job past college because she has been on bed rest right. and pregnant. 
And so she's like, oh my God. So she gets back in the car and as gets back on the road, police lights pull her over and report, they say this car is reported stolen and that there has been an abduction of a ba- of a baby. This m- made me so furious. I was so, so freaking Whenever angry. Whenever Caleb shows up and he's like, oh my God, yeah. where is she? Where's oh, my is daughter? She, is she safe? See, she's, her medication's off and, and she's acting crazy like this. And, oh, and, and she's the- of course losing her freaking mind. She's mm-hmm. handcuffed and like headbutting him and screaming at him. Like he's like, yeah. see, see how crazy and hysterical this woman is and you of know of course he has to pull out the you know who i am right yeah card. yeah he's like you know who oh i am my right my god i hate and like, god, and they're like god, yeah god. we saw the game sorry you're lost you know and all this shit fuck so um, she's trapped so she's of course then trapped. he convinces the officers that i'll just get her back on medication let me just take her home yeah you know? like it's fine i'll take care of it when they get back iris runs to the room because she keeps a journal Okay, and that's this was this is an suggested from for her like postpartum depression, like right? Therapy, right? The, the therapist told her keep a journal of your feelings and everything. So she's written a lot of things in there of how she was feeling during that postpartum depression, mm-hmm. right? Which is very incriminating, you know. Whenever it's taken out of context, exactly. So she goes to look for a journal, and it's not there. Of course, and, Caleb fucking has it somewhere. Yeah, and um, he's all about that insurance. He has he has a noose around her tight. Yeah, and so of course, see, yes, so he has this hidden, and he is furiously jealous of how Iris defends August because he just knows that they have some sort of thing for each other. You yeah. know, with the way they were looking at each Every other. Every time they're in each other's presence, like yeah. Caleb is witness. So this is the moment where we witness how evil and dark of a soul this dude Caleb yeah, has. This is the dark. This yes. is the darkest section one of the darkest sections one of the book. one of the yeah. one of the darkest of the sections two. of the book um where he rapes her at gunpoint and and tells her that he poked holes in the condoms to get her pregnant yeah you know and it it's is very it, it graphic is a, it is very graphic and it is a brutal scene just fyi he uses sarai against her so that she will stay or else he will make sure he gets full custody of her because he has that journal mm-hmm. he's like no lawyer will ever believe you yeah. i have all this i will take her away I have from you money Yes. You don't even have a job. You don't have like, you don't have a job. You don't have money. I have my dad with all his connections. I have, yeah. you know, my own clout. So here's the frightening thing. After this entire episode where he physically, sexually, emotionally abuses her and yeah. tears her down, looks into his eyes and she says she you know, she can finally see the creature, the monster that's mm-hmm. behind them. And he says, If you ever try to leave me again, Iris, I will kill you. Yeah. And we know he's being honest yeah she says his eyes are finally honest like sometimes whenever he's like trying to apologize for the shitty things he's doing yeah iris can tell he's, he's not he's not he's, sincere uh-huh. and this time she's like oh no he really fucking yeah. means this so she knows you know um, i could yeah, die she's fucking trapped <laughs> yeah so moving on <laughs> iris not trying to you know minimize it but it's just really hard to talk about so august it is, it is, is rehabbing in baltimore where his family lives and also where iris lives because caleb plays for the baltimore stingers right and he wants to be involved in the community since he can't play while he's recovering so this is something that he's always intended to do anyway and so now he's finally getting to do it also he talks to jared his stepbrother about starting elevation their yeah. own agency that was really and cool that was like um that was a plan for like to start like five years later but now since he he really can't do anything he's like well let's yeah. start it let's and talk he's about done this. with that old agent too and right yeah fucking lloyd i mean he should have dropped him like right away because he didn't really i mean it worked out for the best but he didn't want to be on the waves team because they're right. they're a new team you know right and, and they're they're a struggling team they weren't winning they're they just weren't putting on, together they don't right. have they don't have um the championship uh 
They don't have a history. So Andrew, Caleb's cousin, he's the person that tends to Iris after Caleb's abuse. And she discovers, which this is like so horrifying to think that you've been with this person for two years. Yeah. She discovers that Caleb has done this before and Andrew has covered for him. Yeah. Like this is a pattern. Yes. This is familiar to Andrew. Like yeah. he's like he's like, Oh, well, you know, like last time. Oops. And here's like, here's some painkillers. Yeah. I mean he's holding Caleb's holding something over Andrew's yeah, head to make we, yeah, him. Yeah, we do discover this, that later. I mean, it's just it's crazy. So back to August. August tells his mom about he finding the one and telling and he ends up by telling her about Iris and the whole <laughs> situation with Caleb and stuff. <laughs> August says when she told me she had a boyfriend, I felt like she was reading from the wrong script. Like, that's not how this is supposed to go. How can it possibly go that way when I feel like this already? And I'm just like, I feel that so much. Just you're right, poetry. August. You're right. Poetry. <laughs> so they do run in, into each other at the Boys and Girls Club, August and Iris. Again, faded because faded. they didn't plan to meet. They just happened to, no, you know, both. Iris is like, I need an outlet. I need to get out the house. Anything to see other people because Caleb has cut her off so right. effectively from everybody. Yeah, she gets like two hours a day. Right. And charity. even the bodyguard almost wants to go in there with yeah, her. And, and she's watch. like, no. Yeah. This is the scene. Your showdown. My showdown scene. scene. Where they're... Iris is like being normal for a change. Like yeah, she's we see her. Fun. She laughs. They're playing horse. She laughs, and that's whenever August says, "You can be on my team." And she asks, "What position would she play on his team?" And August <laughs> says, "If you were mine, Iris, there'd be no doubt what position you'd hold in my life. You'd be center. I play you at the five. I think it's my favorite line. It's just it's it is. It's my favorite so beautiful. quote." And it's so relevant to them. Like she knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Like, so Iris eventually sees an opportunity to get out of her situation after particularly bad beating. And this is after Caleb comes back because Ramon reports that Ramon's a bodyguard. Well, during that he, the uh, yeah, Ramon, the dickhead bodyguard comes in and sees her talking to him. Yeah. And it's the next day, the next day, Caleb like flies in from fucking China. China. Yeah. And <sighs> catches them the next day because they just came out of the closet. They yeah. just had their first kiss. Yeah. They had their first and kiss. And August gives her the Lord's kiss. Yes. Thank you, August. I will refer to going I told you he was perfect. The Lord kiss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a perfect man. If you if you listen to like our past five episodes, all the guys go down on the chicks and that's yeah. what everyone's looking for. Yeah, we like Equal that. Equal reciprocation. Like yes. if you want a blowjob, you can go downtown. That's right. <laughs> so... He's witnesses and he knows they've been up to shit. Iris says, if looks could kill, I swear I to God, now. I put yeah. down the Kindle and I started, I was shaking. I was like, Oh God. Yeah. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh shit was about to go down <sighs> and it does. It's horrible. I don't want to go into details, but he is, he shows the depth and depravity, depravity that he's willing to Oh my to God. We're thinking the exact same yeah, word. Crazy. Yep. So anyway, after all that, like she is not unconscious. She comes to and she begs Andrew to not stop her from sending a text because usually Kayla's very careful about not letting a phone yeah. be near her so she can't document. But her phone is still in her diaper bag. Right. So she he doesn't want the phone to be near her so that she can't document anything. Right. Or call for help. And he threatened Lotus. And he's also and watching the phone somehow. He has like... Yeah, he's monitoring all the calls she makes yes. and all that. So um, she sends one text. Iris sends a text to her cousin Lo, <laughs> who she hasn't even talked to in months, in months because of their falling out. Yeah. And she sends one word hopscotch in and all caps i i read this book already but whenever i was rereading it in the middle of a work day and i'm like i am bawling crying like i knew this happened but i it gets me every time this like, this scene 
I completely agree. I, y'all, I was laying in bed. Thank God my husband was asleep because he would have been like, what the fuck happened? Because I was just shaking. No, I was a mess. Crying. I wasn't even just like tears are rolling down my face. I was literally yeah. sobbing. Sobbing. <laughs> yeah, me too. What would have been? Equal yeah. amounts of, I was just like relieved. I'm like, oh my God, she's well, finally getting out. Well, that and, and just her connection with Lo and knowing Lo was going to come in yes, and, and just, she passed out again. And then she hears Lotus's voice and she's like, let me in this fucking house. And oh like, God, when I heard Lo screaming downstairs, I had the chills oh. and I was like, hurry up. Oh Lo. yes. So Lo gets her out That's of awesome. there. Lo gets her out of there. And Iris documents, she has documents from the hospital. That documents all of her abuse. Um, she holds it over Caleb and his father's head to negotiate her freedom and um, Saray's full custody. And that was a good scene. She gets her journal back from Caleb. Yeah. But she also wants her grandmother's ring. Mimi mm-hmm. gave both Lotus and Iris rings. Right. And um, it's supposed to be like a protection ring. Mm-hmm. And Caleb plays dumb. It's like, I don't have that. I don't have that. Yeah. He's fucking we all know it. She knows it too. But then she's like, fuck it, whatever. Like yeah. I have my freedom. I have my baby. I have the journal. I don't want to see you ever again. And so Iris signs an NDA to not disclose anything that happened with Caleb to anyone ever. In return, Caleb will never have contact with her again. And, and we'll she never gets try the to full, cugus, yeah. full custody of mm-hmm. the baby. And which is the best thing. Yeah. Lotus puts her voodoo priestess hat on for a second. And I love this. Whenever oh, Caleb God, and Iris walk out of this awesome. conference room, Caleb's still being a douche, like grabbing her. And yeah, he whatnot. was still. And I, it's so funny in that scene too, where he's being a total asshole, but then he grabs her and he's like desperate. And he's like, come back to me. Come back to me. I love you. I'm like, psycho. fucking psycho. He's fucking psycho guys. God. Like I can't even, I could. Oh, I could list, I could go on for five hours how psycho he is. I don't want to, but anyway, but Lotus says, you'll have to pay. These are, these are your days scattered and lost and falling to the ground like dust. And like, she blows over her ring over Mm -hmm. her hand. (gasps) Boy, he's going to die. That's all I got to say. I could see that little voodoo priestess mama low. She was just ready. I am. I need to get inspiration, like pictures for low, because I think she's like so vibrant in my head. Oh, me too. Oh my God. I love low so much. Um, she just gives me really good vibes. So Iris is thinking she's free. And one of her first thoughts is about August, like, Oh, I'm free and I can go to him. But then she's like, I won't be seeking out August anytime soon. I can't not feeling stained and smudged and shamed the way I do rationally. I know what happened to me wasn't my fault, but shame doesn't reason. Oh, breaks my fucking heart. Cause it's so true. Kennedy Ryan does a great depiction of struggling with being a survivor of this mm-hmm. kind of abuse yeah. and how to live your life again and dealing with and how to recover because and become yourself. Whenever she was at the community center with the other girlfriends or whatever, mm-hmm. they were even talking about another couple that they knew that the woman was being abused. Right. But then saying like, Oh, well she, if, <laughs> if my man hit me, I'd be out in I'd a be second. Gone. And yeah, Iris is thinking to herself, like, well, what if he had a gun? Yeah. What if he was using your what baby? What if he's a gun? You? What if he's holding you hostage with your baby? Yes. Yeah. And um, it's so easy to say that it won't happen to mm-hmm. you, but you don't even know yeah. what what it would really be like to be in that situation. Exactly. You'd love to be like, that would never happen to me, but it could happen to anybody. Yeah. And I just think that Kennedy Ryan does a great, great job of dealing with this. Yeah, She's just agree. perfect. But Iris says, I need time to find my place in the world without anyone else at the helm. And I was like, that's very, I agree as much as, and I'll tell you as much as I wanted her to just run into August's arms at this point. As a romantic, that's what 
you want. Right. But I knew without a shadow of a doubt, she does need time. Yes. You know, she needs to believe in herself and, um, again and trust herself and trust her judgment again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause she, and she talks about that a lot, how she, she never saw the signs. Yeah. You know, she like, never well, saw the signs. What if I'm wrong about August? Right. So. Right. So she does have some trust issues. So then we, we skip to a year later and we are, Iris has been living with her Mimi in Louisiana near the bayou. Mm-hmm. And so in St. Martin. And so this is what I wanted to talk to you about, Jess. Mm-hmm. Is it a coincidence or do you think it could have been St. Martinville? See, so I don't know. Did Kennedy just pick this name randomly? Like, oh, St. Saint, uh, Saint Martin sounds like a good, like yeah. kind of like French kind of name. I need to know. <laughs> or did she look on the map and know that there's a St. Martin Parish? Guys, we're weird. We have parishes, yeah. not counties. But there's a St. Martin Parish and there's a St. Martinville, mm-hmm. like a town. I actually went to school. I went to elementary in St. Martinville. I went we to your- We are currently uh, in St. Martinville filming right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, is Mimi a Creole who moved to Cajun country? Because Cajun yeah. country, guys, is west of New Orleans. Right. It is rural area. It's like country. Mm-hmm. We were like isolated. Well, this is why the Cajun culture survived is because- um, back then, without all the um, roads Roadways. and transportation, we, it was pretty isolated. Yeah, um, it's, country it's mostly area. bayous. It's all these different tributaries mm-hmm. of the bayous. Right. And um, and the other reason I thought it could, it, I was like, she, Mimi has to live close to us because when, and this is something that happens later, but it's a two hour. We learned this later, you guys. It's a two hour drive from the airport which mm-hmm. I'm assuming is the New Orleans airport right? Um, to where she is. Well, we live two hours from yeah. um, So I'm New just Orleans. like, okay, so Mimi lives in St. Martinville. I know. Let me go find like, my Mimi. Yeah. Anyway, so Sarai mistakes shrimp and grits for etouffee, and it's so cute. It's just so, ador- <laughs> it's so adorable. Mimi sounds like a great cook, and she's uh, wise, wise, wise. Yes. Um, her Mimi says that she speaking about Iris has needs quote unquote, and that Caleb took from her and she thinks she'll never want a man again, but that's not true. Wise woman Mimi. Oh, I love Mimi. Work your magic Mimi. I love her so much. Um, so she performs a cleansing ritual, Mm -hmm. kind of cleansing ritual. This is what she says. Breathe out the lies that it was your fault that you failed, that you were what he said you were. Breathe in truth. You are pure. You are enough. You are strong. He can't hurt you. I am just like Mimi. <laughs> I so, just, I just want to hug her right now. I know it's so beautiful and it's everything that she needed. Mm-hmm. So um, the next morning, Iris and Sarai find that Mimi has passed in her sleep. And so it's like you hear Sarai telling she's she won't get up. Like, she won't wake she's up. She's like sleep, and I was like, no, <laughs> she's not. <laughs> I thought so that, then that she, was kind of fitting, like after she cleansed yeah. Iris, and that was like her last, her last gift, her last little gift to Iris, to because Iris. she's so old. Like she was, yeah, she was she's 90, hanging on just 90 to be something. able to heal Iris. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, it was it was lovely. Like all of her, strength. and I, I mean, it was just oh, the, that whole scene. Mimi I loved strength. all of that. That whole yeah section. So then we flash to August and Jared, um, where they're setting up elevation in San Diego, which is where the waves are based. Right. And Jared is talking to August about going to Houston because, um, they want August. Yeah. The waves they want to do a trade. trade and August right. is excited about that. Cause that means that he can go to the playoffs. He can possibly, right. get a he's ring. like, Oh, this is now. Cause you know, that's the goal is to get that Career championship, advancing right? Opportunities. right? Right. And so then we go back to, um, right after Mimi's funeral, 
And Lo tells Iris that the leash is tight around her neck as well as Caleb's and that she needs to get back all that she gave up. He's like, you know, right. you can't let Caleb win. Yeah. Like, you, you know, had by a you good hiding recuperation period. And, yes. And, but you need to get back out there and live yeah. your life yeah. too. You know, you've got goals, you've got dreams. Don't let him, Don't let him take, take that it away. from you. Yeah. Yeah. And I really love that Lotus, uh, Lotus said that to her. So she remembers, she finds the business card that Jared had handed to her at a game like eons ago. It was before still, she even went to her. First yeah. Game. She, I remember she stuffed it in the uh, diaper bag and like forgot about it, but she's been holding on to it for years. She takes the next steps to getting back on track with her life. Yeah, she does. Yep. So flashback to, uh, August and Jared, they're out of elevation and Jared is like, Talking to August about the Houston deal and yeah. making sure is Houston a, a sure thing. So we agree that Houston is the right move to make, right, August? I knew where this was going. <laughs> right, August? It's the right move, right? It's the and right move like, for your career. Like, Isn't yes. that what we agreed? Yeah, August is like, yeah. And he can tell we, he's like he's acting weird. Yeah, like, we've talked about this. Why do you keep bringing it up? Why are you up? hashing okay, this shit Jared, up again? Why are you being so shady? <laughs> then Jared's like, I got a call from Iris last week asking for a job. And August is like, you, you gave her a job, right? <laughs> like, this was one of my favorite scenes. He gets August up and starts pacing so the room like a crazy person. He's like out of his him. mind because he He's just so didn't know where she went. You yeah. Know? And so Jared's like, we did just agree that Houston is the right basketball decision. <laughs> Gus, don't do anything rash. August is like, yeah, look, this is, this is why August is my man. Me, because yeah. August says, yeah, it's the right basketball decision. But yes. I'll retire from basketball at what, 35, 36 years old, and the rest of my life will be ahead of me. I'll spend more of my future off court than on. Basketball isn't my whole life. And I I'm love like, you, August. Preach. You're the man. Woo. You are the man. August says to kill the deal with Houston and that he's <laughs> staying on with the waves. I love so it. Iris is settled in San Diego now, and Elevation has child care for its employees. I <laughs> love Jared's reaction. He's like, Yeah, we suddenly got daycare for us. <laughs> yeah, we just started that. Like, this is a new thing. Yeah, it's like an, last week. August is like, make sure she has childcare. <laughs> I know. August is so beautiful. He's uh. so thoughtful. So um, August surprises Iris. She had no idea. She thought he was being traded to the Houston, uh, the Houston team. Yeah, and she freaks out because she's just like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" I and love August- that. I love that this was actually second for my runner-up for my showdown scene because oh, she's like just standing there nervous, you know, because she thinks HR is going to come in, mm-hmm. and he comes up and sets a Louisiana Iris on the table right in yeah. front of her. Yeah. Beautiful. <sighs> August reveals his connection to Jared because she couldn't quite pinpoint it. Yeah, now. she's like, what's going on? Yeah, and she's like, uh, and August is like, uh, Jared's my stepbrother. Yeah. And he's a silent partner. August is the silent partner of Elevation. Like, he didn't want to use mm-hmm. his celebrity status. Like, he wanted it to stand out on yeah. his own and Jared to make his own um, connections or whatever. But Iris is hurt and pissed because she thinks that the job was created for her mm-hmm. and that it's just another situation that's similar to Caleb where a man tries to take care of her and it's really shackles, yeah. you know, disguises a job. And August observes that the glow that he saw in her whenever he walked in the room was pride in herself and mm-hmm. the idea that she was standing on her own and making her own way. And she thinks he's taken it from her. And the sad thing is, is he doesn't realize what that means. He no, doesn't know about Caleb. So she's he doesn't not allowed know. to talk about anything. Right. 
So he doesn't know how devastating that really is. And he doesn't know how important, like he knows how yeah. it's important yeah. for her to have a job, but he doesn't know how yeah. important standing <laughs> on her own is to her. Yeah. But he assures her that he didn't even know about the job until after Jared offered it to her. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, she does make a point where, well, what about the childcare? And what about my house? That seems to be a really good rate. Yeah. And the neighbor next door has like, it's like three times the rent. Yes, but I'm, like, what about that? It's like, but I'm just want to make sure that it's not like you have a kid and I just yeah. want to make sure that everything's okay. Yeah. And, and he does even, and I like his expl- explanation is that, a place was owned by a player and they kind of take care of the family, mm-hmm. you know, of, um, yeah. elevation. So August is able to talk her down. Yeah. And <laughs> Iris tells August that she wants to take things slow because she's like, I'm not going to ignore this connection between us, but yeah. I really can need to take things slow. And she says she's been through a lot, but she won't elaborate. Like August is like, well, tell me what you Yeah. Cause he asks just, her and she just, she just evades. doesn't say anything. I was like, I can do slow. <laughs> yeah. And Iris asked what happened with the Houston deal. And August said that he passed it to be near her and that quote, going to Houston is his best shot at winning a ring, but staying is his best shot at winning her. And I was like, Oh my yeah, God. <laughs> like he's putting her first. He's yes. like, fuck my career. Yeah. I just want to be near you. He's the complete antithesis of Caleb. So August and Iris have been hanging out and he and Sarai are forming a bond, which is so sweet. It is adorable. You know, she calls him uh, Gus, which I think is so cute. Jared calls him Gus too. And he like, doesn't yeah, like he it. He doesn't the like little it. little brother nickname or whatever. Yeah. And but he's okay with Sarai saying Now it. Sarai's saying it and she's he's like, damn it. Yeah. He's like always visiting her in daycare. And even when we're in his point of view, he talks about just how beautiful and lovely this little girl is and how much he would love he to have wishes, them as a family. He wishes that she was, she was his. his yeah it's just it's it's lovely. like he genuinely loves her yeah and so light lotus comes to visit iris and they're watching august game on tv and they see that he gets injured by a fellow teammate uh keenan mm-hmm. yeah yeah keenan like elbows him with his yeah big it was an accident obviously yeah <laughs> Okay, so and Iris has this reaction. Every day that we're living, breathing, and in good health is a blessing, not promised. Understanding that, seeing him get hurt makes me realize that I don't want to go slow after all. Not anymore. No. So now she's realizing she's she's had enough time taken from her. Yeah. You know, she's ready to move on. Yeah, and like anything could happen. Yeah, and it's, you know, it was just seeing him get hurt just like, you know, punch yeah. that into overdrive. So they rush to the hospital and Iris like cries on August and he just, he's so cute. He gives her Eskimo kisses because he's scared to do the real thing. Mm-hmm. He's just so scared to, to scare her away, you know, yes. because she wanted slow, you know, and because last he's time he kissed patient, her, most caring, thoughtful man. I know. I just can't. And he's like, because last time he kissed her, she disappeared. Yes. It's so true. And she feels really bad. Cause that was that the last time tell. he saw her. Yeah. You know, she can't tell him what happened. It's, yeah. Ugh. So she tells him that she went to her grandmother's, but that she can't tell him what happened because she signed an NDA. And I love that she at least can tell him that much. Yes. Like, you know, something major happened. There's an NDA. It's not like I, I don't want to tell you, which she technically doesn't want to. Yeah. But, you know, there comes a point where she's just like, yeah, I would need to tell him for him to understand, you right, know? Right. So they finally kiss again. And then Keenan, the guy who elbowed August in the head interrupts. I love that. <laughs> I loved the scene. Cause, um, 
Lotus brings in Sarai to see August and Kenan is like, Kenan is starstruck. Oh when yeah. He cannot take his eyes off of Lotus. I love this description of the scene and Lotus is her typical like badass self just yeah. saying things and she just looks amazing and just, mm-hmm. she just exudes charisma. You and know Kenan's what I mean? like not even saying anything. He won't, and like, hadn't spoken a word. Whenever she, whenever they finally walk out <laughs> and August is like ready to just like chit chat with him. He's like, who the fuck was that? He's like, like, who what? was that? Yeah. <laughs> like it was awesome. Yeah. And so um, we're excited because yeah, uh, I'm super excited about Keenan. Yeah, Lotus's book and Hookshot yeah. coming out soon. August is still trying to respect Iris, but one night she just decides she's ready. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm down. I'm, for it. I'm done. I'm ready. Ready for the next step. And though August insists that he's waited a really long time for her, and his out of control libido <laughs> is really, he's not going to let it fuck it up. <laughs> and she's like, no. She's like, just drops her robe, and she's just like, look at me. Yeah. And <laughs> she's, she's like, ready. Stunning. And I think it's important for her to make that decision herself, and yeah. um, like him for him to be walking away, and she like calls him back, like, no. I know that you're a good guy. I know that you, I could let you walk out and nothing's going to happen, but mm-hmm. I'm ready. Yeah. Like, let's do this shit. And they make love. And Iris has no idea. She says she has no idea that sex could be so transformational. Yeah. So give and take. Caleb like, was her first. Caleb was only. her only yeah. experience. And it was a horrible experience. Right. right. And even whenever before he, even psycho, before the abuse, it was still nothing like yeah. this. Yeah. Nothing like this give and take. And yeah beautiful connection and fuck you Caleb so they have some ups and downs because Iris is still wary after everything Caleb has put her through but she realizes that she does love August and she tells him so yeah Iris and Sarai attend August's game in Baltimore with his mom yeah this is a big deal because this is Baltimore where Caleb is playing and Caleb is there and he smiles at them from the court nothing is fucking wrong he's like he is family I, he is he is a fucking psycho. I I I'm like my eyes want to just bug out of my head because I just don't understand. <laughs> like somebody go bash him in the face. I fucking hate him. So he calls um he hears Sarai call out oh. Gus to August and he looks yeah because they're like close to the floor and they're yeah. on the court like warming up yeah. and stuff when all this is happening and Sarai says it pretty loud so they yeah. have a confrontation after this um August's mom like offered to stay but she was like no you take Sarai go buckler in the car but Iris pulls out her grandmother's jeweled knife and threatens <laughs> to cut off his dick and I was like yeah because yes Caleb's getting all yeah Caleb's like manhandling her already but she's like holding her own she's like yeah she's like I will cut off this fucking dick it didn't it never even brought me pleasure yeah and if you like it you better back away yeah so August finds them like after she's already taken care of business but you know August is just back up finds them and warns Caleb off telling him that if he ever approaches Iris again that Caleb won't be playing ball for a long time and he won't bother disguising it as a dirty play. Like, he's not going to hide it. Like, if you come near Iris, I'm going to fuck your shit up. And yeah. it's not even going to be on the basketball court. Like, I will I will end you. While August is out of town at a game, Deck kind of calls him over. I think they're, you know, they're like at a hotel or something um, to discuss something. He asks how much August knows. And there's some intensity about Deck oh, yeah. in the scene. Like, on. something is wrong. And he asks how much August knows about Iris's relationship with Caleb. He's like, you know, I, you know, I don't know. I know he's a dick or whatever, but he doesn't know anything. And he tells him because Deck is dating Avery, who mm-hmm. is, um, you know, an, a, a, an anchor at a news station. Yeah. 
Right. Um, and she has a talk show too. I yeah. Think. A talk show deals primarily with sports and she does you know, a bunch of things. Yeah. She does a lot of things. So an anonymous, an anonymous file was delivered to Avery at the news station and it's about Iris and it shows all the pictures and the medical records of her beaten, bruised and raped August. <laughs> I, I started kind of crying in the scene too. Yeah. Um, when August, because he, he had no idea. He had no I mean, idea. He knows what a horrible person Caleb is. Yeah, he's like that motherfucker touched her and yeah. then when dex like you know tells him the details of it he doesn't look in the thing he loses mm-hmm. his shit he like throws a chair into the wall i mean oh, he yeah. loses it um and what really got to me is he started crying and he's like dex she's so small how could yes. he like it's just it is gut-wrenching but they're like dex like though. i need you to focus we've got to get her to safety we've got to um right. you know because the publicity is going to be if they're not already at her place yeah, they're they going to be hounding her send it to avery they, they send, send it, it to a everywhere. bunch of people and it's going to be everywhere so you need to yeah. think about them like you need to be strong for them yeah. because you need, you need to, to get down. them out of um the house where yeah because she's back yeah she's access. back in san diego so he calls iris and he tells her what happened she's of course having the kind of reaction you would think her knees go weak and everything she mm-hmm. realizes it's going to be out there because she doesn't want everyone to see her as a victim and that's immediately it's like her shame all the judgment that comes with it like why right. did she stay if it was that bad why did she why stay with yeah because ev- that's everybody's immediate reaction everybody is a judgy mcjudgerson whatever <laughs> it's not them right exactly and I did like that she asked, did you see the pictures? And he says, no, I didn't. I, I didn't, didn't look. look. I, I wanted want you to, to tell me. I wanted you to tell me. August wants her to take a bodyguard to Mimi's house. But she explains to him about Ramon. She's like, I can't have a bodyguard. You know, I yeah, cannot. Because Ramon was, was basically her jailer. Yes. And witnessed everything. Caleb raping her and just right. said nothing. Yeah. And was completely on Caleb's side. Right. And she's like, I, I would never feel comfortable with a bodyguard either. Yeah. Like, she's no. like, I can't. She's like, I just can't. Like mentally, emotionally, I cannot have a bodyguard. I'll yeah. get there on our own. I'll take Sarai. So he's like, fine, meet me there. I'll take the next plane as soon as the bad weather passes. Because they're stuck right now. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if it was Chicago or somewhere. They were stuck. Or, yeah. They couldn't get out of the airport because of the weather. So he's going to miss a game to make sure that they're all right. He's like, I don't care. She gets to Mimi's and then she talks to August on the phone. He's like, I just, I got in the rental car. I just got off the airport. I'll, I'll be, be there, there in two, two hours. hours. So this um, is the only thing that saved me from like freaking out with this with next knowing scene. That, like knowing yeah. that August is yeah. pretty close by. Yeah. Cause I knew, I knew, I knew Caleb was coming. Me too, because there has to be a conclusion with it, but it was, this is the only thing that saved me from despair. And I have lots of words to say about the conclusion. Okay. Okay? Just FYI. Okay. (laughs) So Sarai wakes up and is crying. She says she saw a monster. Iris is like, no, there's no monster. It's like, what did it look like? And she says, daddy, and points over her shoulder. It was fucking eerie. I I just got chills. I already know what happened. Like. Oh my God. So I'd love how Iris is like, okay, I've got to talk to him. I've got to delay. I've got to get August time. So she's like, she wants to talk him down. Yeah. It's like distract, 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 make sure, uh, Sarai is safe. Right. So she's like super, super calm. I like, she's like, um, Caleb, let's go talk in the living room. And she locks the door behind her so Mm -hmm. that Sarai can't get out to see Sarai in the room. Whatever's going to happen. She knows. She's like, she's like, shit's about to get bad. My baby does not. I don't want my, yeah, I don't want her having these images of whatever's going to happen. I'm a bear. Okay. I know. So she does find out that um, he was dropped from the team, his endorsement deals, his father disowned him. Which was the biggest shocker for Iris because yeah, she was she's like, like he daddy did? disowned 
do you? Well, and she, 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 she does sort of show, she's trying to, she plays the sort of sympathy card, like, oh, it'll I'm be sure, okay. I'm sure he'll, I'm sure they'll, you know, take you back after over. this. This is going to blow over. So she's really tr- working it here. Yeah. And I love that, that she was using, you know. But, you know, he's psycho and cannot yeah. be reasoned with. It was just stalling tactic. Yeah. She, she also finds out that it was Andrew was the one who leaked the files. Yeah. And she was like, thanks a lot, Andrew. Like, I know. thank you for leaking the fucking apparently, files. No warning either. I like, know. try to contact her, man. I know. We like, find, I know. And whatever. we find out apparently that Andrew had, like, what he was holding over Andrew was he, in college, he gave some girl some experimental drug and she died from it. Yeah. And uh, he says, I helped him with it. Like, basically hid the body yeah, like or whatever. Caleb, Caleb covered it all up. <sighs> God. Probably made it look like she OD'd on something. Yeah. Honestly. So now she knows he's got nothing to lose. Nothing to She's lose. In, She's in she's in mortal trouble. danger. Yeah, she's in trouble. So yeah, Sarai's locked in and yeah. she fights back. This is what I love. Oh, like, me too. She fucking puts up a fight. It is like brutal. It's yeah. grueling because Caleb's like not holding back. And he actually did bring the gun with him and like the gun that he held her at gunpoint. Yeah. In earlier the one he threatened story, her. And <laughs> he shoots her in the shoulder. And she's like, after all this time, and he finally fucking shot me. And like, of course. Yeah. And they fight for the gun. Like, she's still not giving up at all. And I'm like, yeah. fuck yes. Go, Iris. And the trigger is pulled and like the scene switches to August's point of view. And it's like, <laughs> who the fuck was shot? Yeah. So, I mean, we know that Iris is going to survive. But it's still, still, you know, I'm still, still emotional about it. I know. And, and August is just driving up. Yeah. August arrives at Mimi's and he just knows something's wrong. Like, something's not feeling right. And it's already creepy because, you know, if you've ever driven down down a unlit street in Louisiana with all the trees everywhere. It's very yeah. creepy. <laughs> oh, I see. And see, I could totally picture all this too. Oh yeah. And, I'm like, and, and, and back exactly. in those kind of woods, it is dark, dark people. It is really dark. Like yeah. no stars to help you. So he sees Caleb lying top on top of Iris in a ton of blood. Yeah. It's just like, he's like, he no, sees- Iris, don't be dead. Um, Iris is alive, but Caleb has a gunshot wound to his abdomen and he's losing blood fast. Yeah. This just shows how psycho he is he tells august i guess you win like i guess you're the winner out of all of this like this was all a big fucking game yeah what What do you mean win oh my god i hate him so much i can't even say it enough just die so iris is very adamant she doesn't want to call the police yet because as long as he's still alive this is always going to be a scenario he's gonna haunt us always going to come back he's He's never gonna let them go and so they wait until he dies. That was to awesome. Call the police. Um, Irish eventually does share her story because there's all kind of speculation about what happened. Right. I mean, they do get off because it's obvious self-defense, especially with all the shit that came out about what Caleb did to her. And obviously they, they don't get in trouble for Caleb dying. But yeah. um, Iris decides to share her story on Avery's talk show in a bit to help and encourage other women in similar situations. Yeah. Cause she can didn't I, really want the spotlight to be on her, you know, but she felt like she had to. Can I, I want to, I want to uh, rewind for just one second um, about the end, the ending with Caleb. First of all, I totally understand how I like that. I like that Iris killed him. It was her, yeah, you know, shot the trigger that she that she. I don't know. I feel like emotionally that was good for her to be the one to defend herself and to get out of that. However, this relationship reminds me so much of Sansa Stark and Ramsay Bolton, and I really, really, really wanted a Ramsay Bolton. You wanted justice. him to be eaten alive by dogs, uh, alligators. 
I was oh, thinking alligators. alligators yeah. I was well. First of all, you know how Jon Snow beats the ever living fuck out of um, Ramsay. Yeah, John does get his licks in, but Kayla. I mean, yeah. um, August never really does get exactly, licks in. and that's what I wanted. I wanted August to get. Some, I wanted August to get some. I wanted Caleb to feel what it felt like to have your bones and your face broken, you know. And then I wanted them to roll his ass into the bayou and let an alligator come eat him while he was still alive. She's bloodthirsty. That girl. is the she justice is I blood wanted. Bloodthirsty, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I if you know even. anything about me, like I want. I want violent um, vindication. So after Iris shares her story on Avery's talk show, we have an epilogue that plays out similar to the scene in the first chapter, the first time that August and Iris meet with Iris cursing at a Lakers game on TV. It's great. I love yes. it. And like August even orders the pizza that she loves and it gets delivered yeah. to the house. It felt sort of full circle. It was very back full to the circle. beginning. I, yeah. I enjoyed that callback. Yeah. And um, Sarai asks August at bedtime, if he was going to be her new daddy. And it's just like, he brings it up to Iris like, oh, by the way, this is what she said. This is what she said. And I was just like, Gus loves mommy very much. And one day we'll be a family. And I love how she, in one of these final scenes, she catches him saying goodnight to her and just staring at her lovingly. Yes. The way that he loves Sarai is just like beautiful. Yes. And he says that when they do eventually marry, that he wants to adopt Sarai. Like he wants it official. Like he is like, she is his. Yep. And, He's already asked Iris three times, but he understands why she's hesitant to get married. Freaking trauma with all of Caleb, yeah. like, hey, yeah. you're my fiance. But um, Iris tells him that she does want the kids and the pancakes and the future that he had imagined for them mm-hmm. that he told her uh, about, about earlier. Yeah. And she tells him, this is the last line of the book, to take the shot. Beautiful. It was. It was perfect. Beautiful way to end the story. But if you want a little bit more, if you're looking for some more HEA scenes with um, Iris and mm-hmm. August, you can go to Kennedy Ryan's Hoops Holiday um, little short story. There's a short story about Decker and Avery first, their relationship, which I loved. I enjoyed uh-huh. that. But there's also Christmas Story for Iris in August. Mwah. Beautiful. <laughs> Go read it. And there's also one for Jared and Banner from Blockshot too. So awesome. you get some little extras. And then Hookshot's coming out super soon and we'll get Lotus yeah. and Keenan's story. I'm so I'm excited. Pumped. We're totally buddy I'm ready that for one. Lotus. I'm yes, so ready for it. I love it. Lotus. And Keenan. He's so funny. Yes. Keenan, <laughs> he deserves an HEA. He does too because he, he had he like issues. Yeah. So I can't wait to explore them. Yeah. So we hope you enjoy today's episode and we look forward to the next one where we'll be discussing Lingus by Mariana Zapata. (laughs) Yes, baby. Thanks so much for listening. This goes out to all the fangirls. Life's better with a little H-E-A. 